Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. The nonprofit organization Midtown Cleveland's just announced the appointment of a new executive director, Ashley Shaw. We've invited Ashley to join us to talk about her vision for the continuing development of this important neighborhood on Cleveland's near east side. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on your new position. Thank you. And thank you for having me this morning. Before we talk a little bit about your vision for what Midtown will be doing, Tell me about your interest in this field. You have a master's degree from CSU in urban studies and economic development. What interests you about this field that you got into it? Uh, So uh, I have actually been working in community development in Cleveland for about 12 years now. Um, I've been in community development since I graduated from the Levin College. Um, And uh, I've spent the last seven years at Ohio City Incorporated. I currently serve as our chief operating officer. What drew me to this work, um, and specifically in Cleveland, um, I grew up here. Uh, I wanted to do something for a living that um, that I felt had an impact. And I think working in a city of of this size, and also working in an industry like community development, where you're on the ground um, actually doing the work, it's really tangible. Uh, you can see the change in the impact that you're having on the communities every day that you're doing the work. You mentioned you're the COO for Ohio City Incorporated. What, what were some of your duties there? So I have, uh, I have a background in economic development and urban planning. Um, so I started as our small business development person and also did our urban planning work. Um, I since have grown into a larger role that has allowed me to oversee uh, all of our programs, and all the different things that a community development corporation does. Um, And so I continue uh, to be involved in our economic development work. Uh, That's both with the small businesses, but also um, the large scale like economic development that's happening. Um, We've had over a billion dollars of investment in this neighborhood uh, since I started working here. So being a part of facilitating uh, the investment that was happening Streetscape projects, uh, we have plans for almost every one of our major corridors um, and leading a lot of the planning efforts around those uh, to make sure that uh, we're not just accommodating the vehicle, but also uh, making sure that it's safe and comfortable for, for people of all ages to walk and ride a bike and take public transit to get around the neighborhood. Community engagement is also really, really important in everything that we do. And uh, it's important in all of the work that is done in community uh, development, but um, Ohio City Incorporated specifically over the last couple of years has made a shift from doing project-based engagement where we would talk with the community members when something was happening in the neighborhood to really focusing on ongoing community engagement so that we're in front of the residents all the time. Um, We're building trust with the residents. We have relationships with the residents and we really understand what they want to see from the community. And that way they're a part of the change from the beginning when something is happening rather than uh, just talking about it when um, there's an actual project going on. Um, We do everything from run a youth recreation league on the near west side of Cleveland uh, that serves about 2,000 kids. Uh, We host events in the neighborhood and do marketing. Um, And so uh, we are we're a well-rounded organization. I think most of what's going on in Ohio City uh, will be involved in in some way. 
there was a time where we didn't have development corp nonprofit development corporations. We simply relied on private developers to handle everything. How has the, the nonprofit model changed the way we develop communities? I think in Ohio City, um, it's really important for us that development that's happening is reflective of the people that are here now and that are, is benefiting the people that are here as well. We get involved usually in a handful of ways. Um, the market is the market, and a lot of times investment is going to occur on its own, um, specifically in a market like that exists on the near west side of Cleveland. Um, there was a time that we were trying to bring that investment in and foster it, but currently it's, it is happening on its own. So our role has sort of shifted from encouraging development and investment to making sure that it's the best that it can be for um, the community and the people that are here now. Uh, that includes both working with a property owner or a developer uh, to help them through the process, um, navigate the approval process at City Hall, uh, get their permits, uh, you know, come up with a concept and a design that we feel like is strong. You know, we really prioritize uh, walkable pedestrian scale development. Uh, we like density um, because one, we're a neighborhood just outside of downtown. We're one of the most transit connected neighborhoods in the city. Um, we also know that uh, a lot of the types of businesses uh, that our community wants to see, like a drugstore, a hardware store, um, we need a certain number of residents to be able to bring in those types of businesses. And so our role is in both shaping the projects to make sure that they're reflective of what we'd like to see and what the community would like to see. And then uh, helping them navigate that the approval process. When I first moved to Cleveland, that was coincided with Ohio City really starting to to take off. And you know, hip neighborhoods come and go. There's always a new one, but Ohio City remains a place that people want to live. You may have already answered that question by all the things you just said, but how how why is, do people still want to go there and live there and hang out there? I mean, it's a really special place, <laughs> and I might be biased because I lived in the neighborhood and worked in the neighborhood for seven years, but. Um, I think the people here, when you talk to the residents and you ask them what they find is special about the neighborhood, they always say the people, uh, the diversity, um, I think both in terms of, uh, you know, the diversity of people. Uh, this is uh, one of the most diverse neighborhoods in the city. Um, you know, the way that the neighborhood was originally built, um, it's one of the oldest first neighborhoods in Cleveland. And so um, it's really walkable. It has beautiful home, historic homes brick streets, you know, diversity in, types of, in the types of uses and groups of people that uh, exist in the neighborhood. It's one of the largest employment centers in the city. Uh, there's a lot of anchors like St. Ignatius High School and the West Side Market that add to the culture of the neighborhood, different types of businesses. And again, it's, it's one of the few neighborhoods that you can truly live without a car and get around on foot or biking and public transit. Um, and so I think there's a lot of different things about this neighborhood that draw different types of people. Now your focus shifts to Midtown. Remind us, what, what constitutes the Midtown neighborhood? What are the boundaries? So Midtown is uh, sort of broadly defined as the area between downtown and University Circle. The Midtown Cleveland Community Development Corporation, they serve the Midtown neighborhood, which um, is mostly recognized by the Euclid Avenue corridor Um and then also parts of Asia Town and the Huff neighborhood as well. You've driven through Midtown before you became the, the you know, working there. Um, what were your thoughts as a person who's involved in, you know, community development and urban development when you were driving through there? What did you think when you saw what Midtown looked like 10 years ago or 12 years ago? 
Uh, so I've actually, I've, I've been familiar with Midtown and what's happening there uh, for a long time. Uh, since I was in graduate school, uh, we were talking at that time about the, the types of businesses that were locating in Midtown and uh, the Euclid Avenue health line was under construction while I was in graduate school. Um, so there's always been a lot of attention paid to that neighborhood. I've been uh, watching the change take place. I mean, I really see there's there's so much opportunity in that neighborhood. Over the last seven years under Jeff Epstein's leadership, um, I've been paying close attention uh, to the organization and the work that they're doing in the neighborhood. Um, there is over $300 million of development uh, taking place right now. Uh, the Cleveland Foundation headquarters is opening. Um, there's a handful of, um, of new opportunities underway right now. Uh, Minutemen, which is one of the largest uh, employers in the neighborhood, is in the process of expanding. Um, there's new market rate housing being built, um, you know, housing that doesn't currently exist in the neighborhood. And so this is really a, a point in history where the neighborhood has a lot of momentum. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity coming. Um, and so uh, that's really um, that's really exciting to me to be a part of and to help sort of continue to facilitate that momentum and make sure that the neighborhood is benefiting I personally was drawn to the organization because of the staff and the culture around the organization. I think um, it's very clear that there is a dynamic, hardworking staff uh, behind all of the work that's being done in Midtown. Um, and then coming from an organization with a similar team here, um, that's really important to me. Um, I also think that you know the way that they prioritize their community engagement and the people-based development you know, they, they have some uh, goals around the type of development that takes place in Midtown. Um, and so they really want to make sure that, you know, it's benefiting the people that are there now, um, that the people can stay um, as the neighborhood changes, and that they're part of the process from the beginning. And those are all values that are really important to me, as well as it come, when it comes to development. And so those are some of the main reasons why I was drawn to the position and to go work in Midtown. Ashley Shaw is the new executive director of Midtown Cleveland. She joins us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Ashley, we talk about neighborhood anchors. How important is it to Midtown to have Dave's there at 61st in Chester? I mean, I can speak. I, I work in a neighborhood with a Dave's market now. Um, they are uh, one of the oldest, um, if not the oldest, local grocers in Cleveland. They're still family owned. Uh, I think they're one of the best grocers. I certainly think, so they've been in the neighborhood. Um, they were on Payne Avenue prior to uh, opening the store that they opened a couple of years ago. I think it's critical that a, a grocery store of that scale exists in a neighborhood, um, specifically on the east side of Cleveland. Uh, there's a lot of neighborhoods that don't have access to fresh food. Um, I think one of the opportunities, particularly with Dave's um, and businesses like Dave's, is that uh, the Midtown neighborhood has a very large daytime population. Um, there's a lot of people that come to work in that neighborhood, and that allows a place like Midtown to be able to recruit and actually support businesses like a Dave's Supermarket and other types of service-based uh, businesses that will benefit the residents surrounding that area. Talk about a great anchor. Gallucci's is also part of Midtown. My firm theory is if there's an afterlife, some of it smells like Gallucci's. I love that place. It's quiet as it's kept, Midtown has just a ton of great restaurants. I, do you ever think about, you guys should do a, like a walking tour, maybe a bus tour. Seriously, if you hit the Fluffy Duck and you hit, you know, LJ Shanghai, 
there's a lot of great food down there. There's a lot of great food. Um, and I would, I would say uh, one of the things that I would love to do um, as I get into this role is uh, develop a retail strategy uh, for the neighborhood. Uh, we did something similar in Ohio City a couple of years ago. Um, worked with a consultant out of Philadelphia. Uh, she's done retail strategies all over the East Coast. But we, uh, you know, we worked. There's a couple components to something like this. Um, it's both working with the community to understand what they'd like to see in terms of new businesses and in the neighborhood. Um, you know, in Ohio City, we heard loud and clear they want a hardware store, they want a drugstore, they want to be able to, you know, have things to do and do things that are family friendly. You know, the other piece of that and talking with the community is understanding the existing businesses and what some barriers are that might exist between um, residents being able to access existing businesses in the neighborhood. Um, and then additionally, what challenges our businesses are having um, and how we can help them be more successful. Um, the other component of this study is uh, looking at the neighborhood's market. And so understanding who's in the neighborhood, who's spending money, what that buying power is, and creating a snapshot of what the market is so that uh, the organization has the tools to go out and both su better support the existing businesses, but also, you know, go either give the tools to brokers or landlords or ourselves go out and recruit those businesses that the neighborhood wants to see. And so I'd love to get in and do something similar in Midtown. Um, I think it's, you know, it, it gives you the tools and the education that you need to understand your market and to understand what the community's needs are to continue to support those existing businesses because there's so many unique businesses in this area of Cleveland, um, but also to add to that and grow um, new businesses uh, that the neighborhood would like to see. I think one of the great success stories that might not get talked about enough is the transformation of Asia Town from what was kind of a sleepy place with just a few restaurants to this booming district. What to what do you attribute that change? Is it young people moving in there or, or, or taking a greater role? Or it's just amazing because I mean there wasn't much happening there even 15 years ago. I have always said Asia Town was one of my favorite neighborhoods in Cleveland. I think its proximity to downtown uh, really benefits it. Um, there isn't a physical barrier between downtown and the adjacent neighborhoods like there is on the west side with the river and um, shoreway. So, you know, I think it's it's geographically placed uh, very well for success, but certainly it's the neighborhood history and the culture that exists there. And I would say that Midtown Cleveland has done a lot of work over the last handful of years. Uh, they have a strong um, team focused on community engagement, um, and that team is out working with the businesses and the residents in the neighborhood to both celebrate and highlight the culture and the history that's in the neighborhood, but also support them. Um, you know, they were one of the most active organizations, I would say, in supporting their small businesses during the pandemic the last couple of years. But I would, you know, as an outsider, um, I think it's the credits do a lot to the organization and in the way that they've highlighted um, the benefits and, and what's unique about that neighborhood and what's always been unique about that neighborhood. Actually, we talk about wanting to get businesses to come to Midtown, but we also want residents to move there to join the residents who are already there. And I thought one of the exciting things, I've driven past that Warner Swayze factory for years and kept thinking, I wish someone would do something with that. And apparently there will be something done with that. I mean, it's always great to attract, you know, luxury apartments and all that kind of thing. You want that in your neighborhood, but things that will be built there are for low to middle income people, if I understand correctly. Correct. And um, I would say that's probably one of the most iconic vacant buildings in all of Cleveland. And so it's really exciting to see um, something happening there. Um, 
I think it's critical in my experience that there is a diversity of housing. Um, it's so important to add new housing in every neighborhood in Cleveland, but you need both you know, low to moderate income housing, you need market rate housing, um, apartments, single family homes, and you can really start to see that in the types of uh, new housing that's being built in Midtown. And like I mentioned earlier, there's a really large daytime population of people that come to work in the neighborhood. Um, it'll be great to see different housing options and adding residents so that there's more life on the street in the evenings um, and have people there around the clock. You mentioned that um, one of the appeals of Ohio City is this factor of it being walkable. And I think that's one of the challenges that Midtown faces. A lot of it isn't walkable. How do we change that? So there are, um, there are some plans currently that exist um, to start changing that. I know the team at Midtown has done a lot of work um, around Payne Avenue and Asia Town to do some um, sort of quick quick wins, if you will, um, in terms of the streetscape, painting crosswalks and installing streetscape amenities. You know, that certainly is a start. There's also uh, the Superior Midway, um, which is a, a concept of Bike Cleveland um, that uh, has been moving forward for a handful of years. Um, it's actually a a piece of a large uh, bike network that is being planned out throughout the city of Cleveland. Superior will be the first uh, stretch of that network that's built. It will go from East 55th to Public Square. Um, and then from Public Square, um, there's a second leg of that network from that will go from West 20th in Ohio City on Lorraine Avenue all the way to West 65th. And so uh, when you look at connecting that piece of infrastructure, you now have a core core piece of infrastructure that goes from East 55th to West 65th uh, through the center of downtown. The Midway Network is modeled after uh, the Indianapolis Cultural Trail in Center City, Indianapolis. Um, it is a protected bicycle infrastructure. Um, it has a curb uh, to protect people from vehicular traffic. It has, um, you know, enhanced pedestrian improvements. So really nice wide sidewalks and landscaping and opportunities for public art. In our midway, when you look at Lorraine and Superior together, is longer than um, the original Indianapolis Cultural Trail when it was built. They did an economic impact study before the Cultural Trail was even finished and found that there was a billion dollars of investment taking place on the trail. Property values had increased by a billion dollars and they had headquarters wanting to move to the city but only if they could find a location on the cultural trail. And so um, when you look at infrastructure like that, and you know that's coming to Superior Avenue, I think to me that's the most transformational um, change that you'll start to see in the neighborhood. And then you'll start to see the, you know, the, the after effect of that, the investment that starts to take place um, is already taking place in anticipation of infrastructure like that on Superior and Lorraine. But I think that's the big piece of it is, is starting to, break ground on that bike network, and then figuring out how we connect the neighborhood around um, to get to that that piece of infrastructure. These kind of things don't happen in a vacuum. What's Midtown's relationship with the city of Cleveland? How do you work together? So I think under the Bibb administration, it feels already very collaborative uh, with the community development corporations. I'm really excited you know, to have more collaboration and to see the non neighborhood nonprofits working closely with the city both in, um, I, you know, I see their role as bringing community members to the table when projects are taking place so that, you know, community members understand what's happening 
they have an opportunity to to help shape a project uh, before it's designed. To me, it's it's just a lot of collaboration between um, the city of Cleveland and the neighborhood nonprofits like Midtown. I think that's what it takes to make a place like Midtown go. Ashley Shock, thanks for joining us today. Great pleasure having you on The Landscape. Thank you. Ashley Shaw is the new executive director of Midtown Cleveland. You can find out more about Midtown by visiting cranescleveland.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us for The Landscape, and we'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm.